Welcome to Rooster and the Devil, where we give you the Americans' perspective on English Premier League soccer, with hosts Brad Tyndall, Jimmy Karn, and Mike Steenstra. Shamalama ding dong. She got that ooh-ah-wah-wah-wah-wah-wah-wah-wah-wah-wah-wah-wah-wah-wah-wah-wah-wah-wah-wah-wah-wah-wah-wah-wah-wah-wah-wah-wah-wah-wah-wah-wah-
It's very addicting to watch. Mm. I'm good, guys. Mm. How about you guys? How are you guys doing? How are you guys feeling? Um, I don't know. Soccer-wise, it's... Uh, in life in general, I just find myself to be a grumpy old man, and I, I'm, I'm just grumpy about everything. So that bleeds into soccer, unfortunately. Uh, grumpy. That's why I am, Jim. Hmm. Bradley, also grumpy. How are you feeling? No, I'm feeling fantastic. Yeah. Feeling good. No complaints about life in general. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was a fun match. It was fun. We watched it at Speakeasy. Shout out Speakeasy. Great environment. A lot of Liverpool fans, but a lot of fun. Um, and uh, not a great performance. <laughs> It was fine. Yeah. The game was fine. Liverpool Spurs was fun. It was fun, I mean, but it, it was all I missed the us. first goal, if I'm being honest. I was on a walk with the wife and child, and I was like, and I checked my phone a minute in, I opened the NBC Sports app, and I was like, they're up! One minute in, up. Harry, yeah. <laughs> I think, I think to be fair, like, I think I read a stat somewhere, and the person who never fact-checks me can continue to not fact-check me on this one. Um, but I think that I read that uh, that Liver, Liverpool hasn't lost a home Premier League game in something like 68 games or something like that. So don't feel too Listen, bad. The yeah. reason you feel good about Spurs is because they had a 5-0 slaughter of Red Star Belgrade in Champions League, and even their goal differential are looking like they'll be second spot in Champions League group. So that's fine. In Liverpool, you kind of expect that loss. Let's be exactly. Honest. That's what that's what doesn't bum me out about it, I guess. But between now and Christmas is critical. So we'll Absolutely. see. Absolutely, they need to start playing well. And le- and let's call out Christian Eriksen for just being a turd. And I'm a Eric uh, Eriksen drew me into Spurs. So let me be clear. But yep, he's been um, great in the past, but not the last eighteen months or so. And he's still. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. He still does good things on the pitch. Nah, not really. Just, uh, not anymore. Low motor, nah. I guess. Nah, he's in his shit defensively, in my opinion. So, yeah. he's not much oh, of a helper. Tangy. He's always been kind of shit defensively. That's true. I mean, I'm just saying, Jim, Tangy's once his so offense good. drops off, he's not helping the team a lot. If he's not being creative. But Yeah, that's fair. Tengi is no, unbelievable. Corners, yeah. Even Erickson's corners look pathetic. I don't even know how to describe them. Yeah. His set piece. I haven't seen him sit, throwing a good set piece. A couple years. Yeah. It's been uh, bad. So I mean, not a couple years. I thought he played well last year. <laughs> well enough. Not set piece, maybe, but I think just run a play. He was good last year. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Tengi and Dembele. Tasty, tasty tangy. Yeah, um, just I just love watching him play. He's fantastic. He his pivots. He reminds me so much of Musa Dembele. Doesn't use his body maybe as much, but he looks like he's catching up to the Premier League speed. The first couple games he didn't look like that. He looks looks fit, and uh, yeah. he plays so many dangerous balls. Um, I just I, I, I'm so geeked that we signed him. You know, we get we get to watch him for at least a couple more years, and he's going to be so much fun to watch develop. He's young, yeah. And when he gets the ball, you're right, exactly. The way he pivots is very interesting. He gets the ball, and then he's like a little clock. He's very strange the way he passes to the angles forward though, yeah. Which is 
ideal. Well, that's what you want in your in your midfield, honestly. Yeah. And that's the big complaint out of Harry Winks lately that, that you see on the internet. But um, a lot of fun though. And Jim, I would be yeah, I and Loselso back too. Yes. Jim, I'd be curious to see like if you could watch him for a game and tell me like he his the way that he delivers passes. He always looks almost off. It's like he doesn't get fully set, but he delivers these yeah. brilliant passes. So I don't know if you have any technical analysis because I don't understand it, but it's very unique the way he he delivers balls. Well, it's a little it's, unorthodox. I mean, like uh, not in a bad way. Like that's not a negative. It's just yeah. like it's it, because it's unorthodox. Like it, like and he throws people off. You know, like or like you know, d- good 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 defenders might anticipate. You know, based on like you know hip twitch or, or what have you, but, like, having that little bit of unorthodoxness kind of allows him to create windows that, you know, uh, might be harder for other players. Yeah, you know, I, I, did, I did watch, like, the highlight stuff that you've been sending. Um, I haven't had a chance to watch a lot of Tottenham games. But, yeah, he does look like a very good player. And, and I think the biggest thing is he, he provides so much teeth to that midfield, too, because, I mean... He is an incredibly physical player with with all of you know the talent that you want. Where you know in the past you might have had like an Eric Dyer that was just physical yeah. with no creativity or or that sort of thing. So yeah, I think he is going to be perfect um, uh, as that pivot guy. And it is, I, I would argue that you know um, his passing isn't quite um, as good as what you had with Dembele um, for you know a couple of years there, but he's still so young. He'll develop, and I think he's a he is a great find. It was worth every penny you guys spent. His passing is on point. It's it's maybe maybe the consistency is what Jim's talking about too. Dembele didn't miss one very often. Yeah. So I didn't watch Dembele. I, I caught the tail end of Musa. Yeah, Musa was yeah, special. You didn't, you didn't even catch you didn't even catch good Musa. You, you caught yeah. you know. Tired Musa, beat up, beat up Musa. Yeah, Musa got a chronic knock like 2017, um, mm. but he he was a fun player. But anyway, enough about Spurs. A couple of other uh, results. I, if it's okay, would just like to make a quick comment about Arsenal Crystal Palace. Speakeasy shout out. Speakeasy is a Arsenal pub official, and I was having to mm. stare from where we were sitting right through the whole Arsenal fans to watch Liverpool Tottenham on the TV. And let me say, it was a lot of fun to watch them squirm the whole game and draw against Palace and be very, very angry and vulgar oh, to the TV. Right? Yes, it was a it was a fun game. Half. That was the the one right to the right, and I was keeping an eye on that. It looked like a fun game. But what what did you guys see? Do you want to go to uh, the Leicester Southampton game? Well, I, I, just a quick comment on the Arsenal Palace game in Palace right now, sitting fifteen points in sixth place. Good for them. And and that's one of Helder's uh, predictions for top four. So shout out to Helder. Shout out well. Helder. And I just wanted, to, while we're talking about Helder, thank you. F- I showed up to my house and there's a package sitting on my porch, and it was a package from Michigan. And I opened it up and Green Street Hooligans was inside. So thank you. That was such a and I, it made me so happy. And what a nice a thing for him to yeah, do. It's a very nice thing. So the Green Street Hooligans. Yeah. So then Southampton, sorry, and, and to, to get into that uh, side conversation with myself. But Did you guys see, see any of it? I didn't see any of it, but I, it's an incredible scoreline. slaughter. I watched the highlights, and the only thing I know from the game outside of, you know, uh, Ayose Perez and Vardy both getting hat-tricks is that um, Southampton announced this week that every player, including all the coaches, were donating their game check from that week to a charity. 
just to try to get, you know, back on the side of the fans, just to be like, hey, listen, we fucked up. We won't take any money from this game. We'll donate it to a chari- charity, and we'll try to do better. It's pretty classy. They actually, I think, I think they played admirably this uh, um, today against Man City. Um, yeah, three one. Three one. Yeah. So, um, I watched the first first nineteen minutes of the Southampton Leicester game actually because I was teleworking last Friday. And at nineteen minutes, I had to turn it off. I c- I could not watch it. You could tell that the tenor of the game was bad for Southampton. (laughs) They had three goals within 19 minutes, and you were just like, oh, no. It it was, yeah, it it immediately places Southampton in a relegation spot for me. As as bad as Southampton looked, like, I mean, on the flip side, how good does Leicester look? I mean, mean, they look every part of a top four team. Mm -hmm. Um front to back you know I think that uh, I would I wouldn't be surprised if they spent a little bit of that uh, um, Harry Maguire war uh, war chest that they got from Man United um, you know just to bolster up uh, going forward I think they could be very dangerous do you think think they'll make splashes in the January transfer window because of the position they're currently in I I think it depends right like how healthy are they when they reach January um is there a spot where they feel like they could upgrade? Um, there's no reason to spend just for spending sake. Um, if there's a good deal available, if there's a player available that they can get on the cheap, then I think it makes sense. But you know, I based on you know the trajectory, right? You you start talking about like you know getting ready for Champions League if they finish in the top four. So you know, mm-hmm. building that squad depth that way, um, and also holding on to some of some of those players. Um, it's massive Madison rumors. Massive. Oh, I, the price I mean, tag is insanity. I, I would, yeah. Like, I'm sitting over at Manchester United, like, oh, let's just keep funding Leicester's top four bids and go by yeah. uh, go by Madison. Um, I, I think he's I think he's a fantastic player. I'm a little concerned. Like, uh, I, I saw that um, during the international break, he withdrew from England um, with a, with an illness, and then he was saw that same night at a casino. Um, and got like, yeah, fuck it. I mean, yeah, but I mean, like, <laughs> I, he's he's young and he's gonna make stupid mistakes. But like, I also don't want him to be like, like a Wayne Rooney who doesn't give a shit about ever taking care of himself and is you know physically exhausted by the time he's thirty. Um, you know, just relying just on talent. He's got to work at it too. I wanna, I want, I want someone of the Harry Kane mold, not the, not the. Uh, or Aaron Ramsey, uh, no, not Ramsey. I'm sorry, um, Jack Wilshere. Like I remember, mm-hmm. there was like a like a post game interview or not a post game interview, something where he was like smoking a cigarette when he was like 20. Just uh, like you're a professional football player, why you why would you do that? You know, you're not fucking bloody Divac. So, um, <laughs> but. nice reference. Bloody is hilarious. Smoked heavily his entire NBA career. Love that guy. <laughs> That's great. Love bloody. Big fan, but Sacramento yeah, Kings. I mean, it was the, it was actually the day after though. It was the day after he withdrew from England. Yeah, just saying, it was young. well. What, whatever so it is, he is. He's he's fantastic, and uh, Lester's good. Bottom line, he's a Nor- Norwich City product. Medicine. Yep. Yeah. All right. So then, uh, I think the other big thing: the Saturday slate of games is a little disappointing. I would say overall, but Christian Pulisic. Patrick, thoughts? 
Nothing. Silence? Crickets? I think it's uh, fantastic to see. It's fun. Uh, yeah, good for him. I'd, uh, I'm happy for him. He clearly seemed, you know, super excited. I think that's, I think that's great. I think it probably, you know, gave him a little confidence. But, you know, I would like to see it like week in, week out. And I think that, I think that he'll have the opportunity to get there. Like, right. So, like, uh, right now, Willian and, and or Willian and uh, Pedro are the ones keeping him out of the squad. But they're both over, they're in the wrong side of thirty. Um, you know, so when, as they, you know, sort of transition off, he is, you know, the heir apparent. Um, so I think he'll get more and more game time and he's got, he's young, he's got time to do it. Um, and I think for his sake, you know, trying to get a more, a little more consistency will be great for him. So. I'm going to just suck his dick for a second because he got a hat trick in the Premier League. It's been like six years since an American has scored in the Premier League in general. He's 21. He's playing great. Fuck y'all. Pulisic. Go Pulisic. And Chelsea in general, I have unfortunately watched a lot of Chelsea. They have an interesting squad. And I like Tammy Abraham a lot. Um, I like Alonso. Alonso. Marcus Alonso. Yeah. Yeah. He's great. I like, yeah. I like that center back, uh, Fikayo Tamori. I can't. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but he's super young too, and he's fantastic. Um, I, Chelsea is Chelsea is very dangerous. I think that they can be dangerous this year, and they're a little scary to think about going forward because they have a lot of really good young players. They had a big win in Champions League too, so shout out to that. They beat Ajax on the road. Partly because yep. uh, Christian Pulisic to Batshuayi. I like Batshuayi too. He's he's cool. Batman. Fuck those. Batman. <laughs> fuck those racist bastards. They have that. Uh, they have that Dortmund connection. <clears throat> I hear you. Dude. They can go I, to hell. I still deep down hate. I like the ideal scenario for me for every Chelsea game is to lose three two with two Christian Pulisic goals. That's so. fair. I really like uh, Aspilicueta. He's always been one of my favorite uh, wing backs. I think he, I think he's fantastic. I definitely can see other players on teams and like them, but I don't like Chelsea. You don't have to <laughs> like them. You can still be scared of them. They're pretty good. I'm scared. So what else? What other results, boys? Anything else catch your eye? I mean, this Carabao Cup game's going on. I don't know how much there's some I good care ones. About there's that. some good ones tomorrow. Uh, Man United, Chelsea, and Arsenal, Liverpool, right? Are both playing tomorrow. Um, yeah, those, those should be fun. Yeah, um, that's a good. That's what I'm watching tomorrow. One hundred percent. Spurs should uh, have a match too. Oh shit. Yep. Hey, shout to be, out Colchester. Shout out hey, Colchester. Colchester won. Colchester won today, baby. You guys, like, oh, yeah, they beat Crawley Town. Yeah, we ran into a bus saw, <laughs> man. You did. They're hot. They're the Leicester beat somebody today. <laughs> yeah. Everton beat Watford. Well, there you go. Wow. City over Southampton, and then Sunderland. Lost. Tied Oxford United but lost on PKs. Oh, Sunderland, no. Out of the been, that, was, that was your last th- last team to cheer for in the Carabao Cup. I'll yeah. cheer for United. Me too. Yay! I like Liverpool their names. Arsenal. I, I honestly don't know who to root for. I've grown to hate Liverpool this season. Good. Not just because of the last 
Yeah. And, oh, yeah, Chelsea, Man United tomorrow. Fuck. Yeah, there's some there are two good matches tomorrow. I think it should be fun. I'm, I'm interested Bill. to see what we go with. Um, Villa Wolves is kind of... Sorry. Interesting. No, go, no, you're fine. I... I agree. The Wolves yeah. should be good, too. I've grown some hatred for Liverpool based on actions by their fans this last weekend. For sure. I feel like I feel like you guys are, like, growing into this. Like, Liverpool fans, like, when you sent the, the ignorant, stupid, blah, blah, blah text, like, outside of, like, Mike's friend who we met and Helder, there's not a lot of, like, like you could describe most Liverpool fans that way. Um, shout I mean, shout out Rooney get, for saying that uh, that that Harry Kane should be traded. It's not fucking <laughs> basketball, Kevin. <laughs> Liverpool fan, Liverpool fan, and a Duke fan. Yeah. Come on, Rooney. Good God. He he's he like watches Duke games alone on his couch is, and hugs a pillow. Is he like a Duke fan <laughs> slash like? Yankees fan slash New England Patriots fan, fan. Born and raised in Colorado. Mm-hmm. With no connection to the school. Mm-hmm. Like, zero. But he's a good lad, and we love him. But he's also a fantasy football dude ranch guy. Yeah. And he is again this year. Is he? That's great. He is. That's great. He's dominating. Christian yeah. McCaffrey and Dalvin Cook. I know nothing about the NFL. Other than they so played a game, did you guys listen to the, uh, to the Man City interview podcast yet? Episode. Yes, yes. Listen to the whole thing back. How about you? I did it, so I have not listened. It's <laughs> <laughs> fair. I don't like hearing my own voice. I want you both to like go the to the end and hear my thirty-second Harry Kane and ESPN rants. <clears throat> and Jimmy, I want your take and response to oh, my yeah. my VAR thoughts. Because I think okay. it's interesting. I've, I promise that I will. I will get to it. I apologize. I have not had a chance to catch up. No, and Nico's interview was great, Michael. Great job. It was. It was a free flowing conversation. He's easy to talk dude. to. I want him to be our ultimate. Shout out, Nico. I think I yeah. texted that, and I'm willing to say that live on the air right now. Shout out, Nico. He's a knowledgeable motherfucker. He's a knowledgeable dude. motherfucker. Samuel Jackson, Plus, Pulp Fiction voice. You a knowledgeable motherfucker. Anyway. Which wallet's yours? Yeah. Plus we're a bunch of... Bad motherfucker <laughs> A bunch of mm. fucking crusty old dudes. We could probably use a, a shout of youth in indoor system here. Fair enough. All right, so what we got uh, heading forward to the weekend? Do we want to even get into uh, anything else internationally yet, though? I, I, if it's okay, can we dive into USMNT? Because I was doing a lot of reading and watching videos of Dest. And his decision to join America. Thoughts? I know Michael I'm loves su- himself some USMNT. Oh, yeah, I'm surprised that you want to jump into US men's national team. I almost feel like a proud father. I'm excited about Des, dude. I, I did a deep dive <laughs> on him when I saw the announcement. and Yeah, I mean, seems, he's 19. Yeah. He's a starting right back for, for Ajax. Yeah. <laughs> What's there not to be excited about, man? He plays every fucking game for them. He, Great. And it, I read somewhere that the Dutch, like, reaction to it <clears throat> won't be that angry because they get more money, too, if he's in the American system. Jim, I don't know if you know anything about this. I saw that. Tweet. Well, just just, just, just yeah. IX in general. Oh, Because, like, okay. uh, I mean, it's the same, and I, I'm not making this argument, Michael, but it's the same, like, 
thing with you know Chelsea. Like Chelsea would be willing to spend a little bit extra on Pulisic because they're going to get a huge American bump, and it's not. It has nothing to do with the fact that Pulisic is also a fantastic player. That's why you spend seventy million pounds on him. But like, but you know, Dest, Dest playing for America. I mean, think of all the IX jerseys, IX Dest jerseys that are going to be flying over overseas soon. So, um, mm. that's why. I mean, I, I think I think that IX as a organization is is heady enough that regardless of money, whatever it is, I think that they would just be supportive of Dest anyway. Um, they seem like they tend to do the right thing for their players. Um, but What's yeah, they like? will probably get a, a bump. <laughs> I don't know. It's great. Um, yeah, it's great. I, that's a great point. And I didn't fully think that through, I guess. But I, I do find it interesting in his interview, and it's all in Dutch, which is always cool to listen to. But um, he talks crazy, about crazy language, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's wild. He he acknowledges like the it's a Dutch interview, of course, so they're going to be biased, but. They asked him what, you know, part of your decision, was it related to getting guaranteed starting position, right, versus maybe the IX national team, which is a higher level. And he kind of acknowledges, right, soccer to me is so interesting as far as their communication with the players and and the statements. In the U.S., they are very resistant to anything negative related to the team. They don't criticize the the organization. Soccer, they're very frank, uh, more so frank. I feel like in, in Europe for whatever reason, he's like, yeah, the level isn't you know as high in this in the U.S., but I'm still excited about it. Like he just acknowledges that. Like, can you imagine an sure. NBA player as doing that? Should. I don't know. It's just interesting. I don't know. Well, there's got to be a certain level of comfort too, right? I mean, he's he's played in the U.S. setup all through his youth setup. He didn't play with the Dutch team. I don't all think that's true. Setup. He played, the seven, he played the 17s and the 20s. So like oh, the, oh, right, right. Sorry, you're right, you're right. U.S. setup. But I, he was born and raised in the Netherlands. Oh, yeah, yes, yes, absolutely. That's not what I meant. I just meant that he's played with the U.S. Uh, US teams at the youth right. level um, coming up. So I think there was a level of comfort there, too, with some of the players and the coaches um, as well. Is one of his parents in the military? Is that what happened? Uh, it's, so his mother was Dutch and his father was... Oh gosh, Surinamese American. I can't. I can't remember. Um, I'm gonna wiki. Yeah. yeah. Keep talking. Um, Looks like a good player. I, I think it's exciting. Yeah. Born I, I in the 2000s. Yeah, I liked. Uh, I liked the joke that um, someone said. Oh, Dust is you know playing for the United States. Too bad he doesn't start for the Columbus Crew. Uh, now he can't start for the U.S. Men's National Team. Like, oh well. Well. Where do you stand the Berhalter at the moment? Because our starting lineup is actually very European. If if you if you do look at it, especially if if, if you assume Dest is starting, if you assume Tyler Adams is starting, if you assume well, John Brooks is starting, that's that's the that's been the crux of it for me. Like I, I would say that I haven't been happy with all of the results. At the same time, uh, there hasn't been a single competitive match that Berhalter has coached where he had every one of his best players available. Like, right. you're not just talking about, like, Adams and, and Brooks, but, like, T- uh, Timothy Weah. Like, I mean, people tend to forget, like, how good he is. He has a hamstring injury. He hasn't been playing for a little, but he got bought by a little. He's a really good player. Um, so when you're talking about, like, just some of the talent that's not available because of injury, like, I don't think we've really gotten to see what, you know, you know what the best American side looks like and. Until, you know, and maybe it'll never happen, but, you know, I, until I get a better picture of what he can do with 
all the players at his disposal. Uh, I'm not fully ready to, you know, cut ties yet. And then maybe I'm naive, but. I mean, what success for U.S. soccer, honestly? I had this conversation with Tommy Hybor, our friend, about he's, he's just like, why root for them? They'll never win a World Cup. And then, like, he's right <laughs> in our well, lifetime, I, I would almost well, argue. To be fair, like, I think there's only, I mean, I want to say, like, around, I think maybe less than 10 countries that have ever won the World Cup. Right. So like let's 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 keep it in perspective. Um like success is, you know, success would be, you know, qualifying for the World Cup and, and making it to the knockout rounds. That's that's success. That's that's a fun yeah. watch. Which um, they did 3 years prior to not qualifying. <laughs> yeah. Right. It is it is frustrating and this is the American in me saying that like we are the richest country in the world with a, like a huge population participating in this. Why can't we at least put a better product together you know from from our setup it's 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 make a semi-final make a final right like we have so many we have so many other sports that we produce so many fantastic athletes for why is this always such a struggle um i don't have the answer but it's it's you should you should listen to our episode with the nba guy it was exactly that topic we talk about that in depth and he's got just it's it's a great interview the audio quality is Shitty, I can't lie. It's it's one of our worst audio quality episodes. But episode one, the conversation is just all about like he. It's such a it, this guy is so smart. He's he's the best writer I've ever read in my life, bar none. Not famous at all. Just talking about youth development in sports and soccer. So I would encourage you to ch- to check it out, honestly. <coughs> but. Um, now the commercial's done for our own podcast that you're listening yeah. to. <laughs> um, At Rooster and the Devil on Twitter. <laughs> Check us out. Yeah. Subscribe. Um, yeah, so U.S. soccer. It's it's what's weird to me is how much differently I view international soccer than I used to, because I was. And I, we were always saying, like, I was very into USMNT before we did the podcast. But the truth is, I was like a Go USA fan, you know? Yeah. I didn't know any, I didn't know shit about you know, the setup and player selection and, and all that. And, and now you're even deeper um, and you love it and you know all these connections to all these leagues and different. Yeah, but but I think international soccer is just, it's an odd beast. It's, um, I don't know, even the best teams are sloppy. It is well, yeah. You're not. I mean, you're talking about you can only get from your your own player pool. Like you can't like cover weaknesses with money or or club prestige or whatever whatever you want to call it. So there's like you know Argentina constantly fantastic a bunch of attackers weak on defense or um, there are there are some countries that don't tend to really have a weakness. We went through that generation with Brazil, Spain, Germany. Uh, I mean Brazil, Brazil even like I think that Look they went Brazil's through Brazil's lineup. It's all like, I think there's only one team, one player that's in the domestic league. That's all like Real, Barcelona. What about defensively? That, doesn't, that yeah. doesn't that doesn't mean they're fantastic. I mean, they still have like right. Neymar. 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 They still have Neymar. Fucking Neymar. Neymar is just a wreck. Mm-hmm. He's a veg. He's a veg. <laughs> he's a veg. I, he's. 
I mean, his uh, his opportunity to be whatever you want to call the heir to Messi and Ronaldo, I think, is passed. Like he's twenty eight. He's injury prone. He's a nut job. He's stuck in France. I think that you're talking about the next next line, right? Mbappe is incredible. Yeah. He's really best player really in the world in his age bracket. Yeah, he the might. The only be. player to pick out a league all on your tweet. Well, so no, that that tweet was it was the question was I had to pick one I, to make a five aside. I had to pick one player from the Premier League, one from Germany, one from Spain, one from France, and one from Italy. And you had to have a keeper, so I took Donnarumma as my keeper from Italy, and then I went um, De Bruyne from the Premier League. Uh. And he's gonna, well, he's gonna sit back there and feed Messi and Mbappe and oh, yeah. uh, Lewandowski. So he's gonna feed them. Uh, and that's why that's why I also put the hashtag on there, like what defense? What is defense? Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're five gonna, players. We're just gonna we're just gonna score offense. a lot of goals. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Love it. What I had I also had this conversation with Tommy about the fact that I don't actually know what position Messi formally plays. Left wing, right wing, C A M. Yeah, I, he's definitely not. He's not. Uh, you know, an out and out striker, but he does play there. He plays. Um, false when they talk about like a lot of false nine systems, yeah, exactly. That's uh, where you'll see him play as the striker. But it's even when it's the top, you know, you know when it was you know Neymar, Suarez, and, and Messi, those guys were all <laughs> so good that they just, that they just kind of like interchanged throughout the game. So like they might have started one place, and you might see him float all the way over here, float back here, float up top. Sure. And um, that tactical flexibility is. Something greatly desired. And you see a little when bit you have of that the personnel with Liverpool to pull yeah. it off. <laughs> Liverpool's doing a little bit of that right now. Um, yeah. I think you can see that with Man City and some of the players that they have. Um, but yeah, but Messi plays a little bit all over. He's just outstanding. Whereas like Ronaldo probably came up as a winger, but he is just he's kind of just an out and out striker now. Right. So. Like Ibra should have gone to El Clasico, ah. man. Should have gone. You should have. You could have. Yeah, Sean and I were in Barcelona. It would have been four hundred and fifty dollars a piece. It's pretty stupid. Sean said he was yeah. he was down. I convinced Sean to do it, to spend that money. Um, but we watched it in like some bars in Barcelona with a bunch of people. Yeah, it was great. Too. Yeah, but Didn't I don't know, man. Be amazing. I wanna go back. Didn't you say that either Messi or Ronaldo didn't play though? Messi or did not play. play. He had broken his arm. That was mm-hmm. uh, that was like last, last year. year October, so the beginning of last season, and Suarez scored two unbelievable goals. It was so much fun to watch. I just wish I was at uh, camp now. That little biter bitch is very good. He's so fucking good, man. Their team, they're not doing well this year, though. They're not. They're struggling in the Champions League. Really? There's some odd things going on in La Liga. From a distance, at least. I think Atletico's near the top. Yep. Atletico Real. Barca's down. Atletico looks so good. I wouldn't be surprised if Atletico wins the league. That's because they have Pablo Escobar 1A and 1B. Pablo Escobar 1A <laughs> is Diego Costa. And Pablo Escobar 1B is Simone. Simone, yeah. I know they spent a like, shitload on him, but uh, Felix that they got from Benfica is oh, fucking fantastic. I don't, I don't know how... It just pisses me off. Like, of all the fucking stupid-ass <laughs> money Manchester United throws around, 
and there's like nobody's like bidding on this guy. Literally, there's like, I guess we got some extra money because we sold Griezmann that fucking lump over to Barcelona. Like, you can come hang out with us. And he's like, yeah, okay. Oh, he's really, really good. Okay. <laughs> like, fuck, man. I think the biggest signing of the offseason has got to be Kieran Trippier. <laughs> he's playing very well, isn't he? <laughs> he is. He's doing well. Well, yeah. so well it's because he's terrified that? for his life because Pablo Escobar at 1B well is, is uh, forcing him to play defense. Exactly. You don't want to fuck with Simeon. The league is interesting, though, in how top-heavy it is. It's, I mean, it's not, though. It's not any more top-heavy than... Um, I mean, like, there's some other really good... Like, Sevilla's good. Um, Valencia's been good in years past. I mean, they have... They're littered they're, in the like, Europa League. They have a lot of... They're, they're more talented than I think... Than, than I think then I think that you might realize just because sure. we don't watch a lot of La Liga, but they're they're incredibly talented. I, they're, I agree with Jim here. I watched nothing like but one, La Liga while I was there. Well, like one A, one B as far as best leagues in the world. Like I would still give it to Premier League just from top to bottom, but they're not like La Liga is not far behind. Like they have some really good teams, and they have some bad ones, but so does Premier League. I mean, how does one watch uh, La Liga games in the U.S.? I think it's B BN Sports. Yeah. Or, is that a separate subscription? I can't oh, remember. Really? I thought it was part of like a, a family. I, I can't remember, but yeah, probably. So if I can plug one thing, um, yes, agree with Jim. I watched probably 15 matches while I was there because John would like go run around in the mornings and I'd watch watch match or uh, in the evenings that I'd watch the matches. A Real Sociedad is based in San Sebastian, which is maybe the most beautiful city I've ever been in my life, on the north coast of Spain. Real Sociedad, San Sebastian, we went into their stadium, didn't see a match, but they're in fourth um, in La Liga, which is really exciting. You have these teams like Atletico Bilbao Gym that are churning out crazy amounts of talent, right? What's his Kepa mm-hmm. came from Atletico Bilbao. Um, so did uh, Ander Herrera, played for Man United for a couple of years. There you go. So they they are uh, they are the Ajax gym if that's fair they are the Ajax of La Liga. I think that's I think that's probably a fair statement. You know, I, there's a lot of teams like uh, um, like Real Betis. Like, isn't that where uh, Los Celso? You guys just got him from. Like, they there's a lot of those teams that tend to you know uh, like harbor and, and develop you know, like good young Spanish talent, and that's you know. Inevitably, I think that they understand that their role. They ended up, you know, feeding into Barcelona, Real Madrid, or Atletico Madrid, or what have you. But yeah, there are a lot of really good, young, like, really good um, Spanish teams. Um, I think it was um, for a couple seasons before they got into financial. And Malaga was was pretty good as well. So they are they are better than I think that a lot of people think. And if you, um, and I am primarily a Premier League fan, but I'm you know astutely aware of. How good um, La Liga is, you know. Same thing with Bundesliga. When I when I can, I I check it out on Fox. You know, um, that's also on in the mornings a lot. And the German league has actually been really fun to watch as well. So there's a lot. There's other good leagues out there. I think expand your worldview, but Premier League obviously is is number one for me. No doubt. So speaking of the Premier League, do we want to look at fixtures, or do we want to not look that far forward? Oh, uh, I mean, we can. We uh, we we kind of mentioned the. Carabao matches that happen today and tomorrow, um, so we can we can take a look at ahead. I, I can't remember. I don't know if you have the fixture list pulled up. Uh, hmm. 
What are you talking about? <laughs> you, done, you done taking a piss? Yeah, it's the oh, long okay. one. <laughs> I don't, I, the last well two done. days I've been peeing. Well done. A lot. I don't know what's going on. Burmus. Well, it's part of your... Part of your grumpy old man. You might yeah. have an enlarged prostate. Yeah. You might not have a. You might, need some you might not have a going grow. problem. You have I a think growing I might have problem. Hemorrhoids. <laughs> no, I gotta tell you, you're gonna know if you have hemorrhoids. I don't want to shout out my dad. I but don't know. I have symptoms. Dude, no, you will be like sitting in a car. You will be like screaming in pain. We were we went on a golf trip. And my dad got him. Uh, shout out Scotty, and he was like bitching the entire time because every bump was horrible. This podcast is brought to you by <laughs> Preparation H. Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you need some Flomax, Micah, but um, United on the Road at Bournemouth, Jim. Saturday, 8.30. Uh, I mean, we just broke our, you know, road duck, you know, this past week, but Bournemouth has been playing pretty well. Um, I think I, I, I don't know if I tweeted it out, but there was a, um, a thing from um, that I read about you know, if uh, if you could have back one player from the last couple of years of guys that you let go, who would it be? And there was some obvious names like uh, Wilfred Zaha was the United player, um, uh, Memphis Depay who plays for Lyon in the French League, um, United player for a season, uh, some guys like that. And uh, a player that no one really talks about a lot, but Josh King, striker for, for Bournemouth, has been actually having a really good last couple of seasons. Um, and, you know, with our... Uh, how thin we are at striker. I would love to have him back. I think he's incredibly dangerous. And so him paired it with Callum Wilson up top there. You know, Bournemouth is just incredibly tough to play against. Eddie Howe is super underrated as a manager. I know how well he sets up his teams, um, just how well they play. So I think going there is going to be um, incredibly tough for us. Um, I, I'd, you know, I'd be... I am happy with my seventh place right now, so I'm, I'm not going to say, like, yeah, we have to win this game, but um, I'd like to see them continue to win, but uh, I, I, I don't think that they lose either. Maybe a tie or a win would be what I expect. Fair. Well, 8.30 game. I've never seen that. 8.30 game, very, <clears throat> very at time. We have West Ham, Newcastle, nothing too exciting there. Liverpool tra- traveling to Villa. Maybe Jack Grealish will destroy them. Maybe not. Arsenal Wolves. Arsenal Wolves. That's a great game. It's fun. Is that yeah. at? Is that at the Molyneux or is that Emirates? At Emirates. Emirates. Mm. Sheffield oh, United <clears throat> is doing very well. By the way, we should call them out. Eighth. Yeah. But versus Burnley, which is just I can't get into them. It's a. <laughs> The one they are, team. I see them on the schedule. I'm like, meh. They are your English... Uh, Smashers. You know, pub league. Yeah, they're English pub league, man. Just a bunch of, like... And, like, Ashley Barnes, who seems like <laughs> the most British of them all. He, you guys know that he, like, he, he plays the Austrian mm. national team, right? He's not an English <laughs> national player. Fantastic. Like, yeah, so... <laughs> Burnley, the ogres. The Burnley ogres. They are. Uh, Chelsea, Watford, so yeah. Pulisic will probably get the start. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> it depends. It depends it's on if Watford. he starts. Is he starting tomorrow against United? Like that's the question. In the he Carabao might. Cup. Yeah. So probably. I think if he, I think if he starts against United tomorrow, I don't think he'll start on the weekend. Yeah. Um, you, I think that Frank will keep his momentum going a little. Frank bit. Frank wants to fuck up his life as much as possible. No, he yeah, does. he does. No, he does. Yeah. 
I'm going cons- full conspiracy theory. I'm kidding. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Just lean it. Bloody lean American. It. So, yeah, yeah. J- uh, Jim, you you had something to say about in a text message about how Pulisic and Mount will live in harmony. And I think they will. I think that, you know, like, I think to your point, it's easy to point at being angry that Mount is playing. And, you know, I think it's more the fact that he's young and Pulisic is young and Mount's playing and, and Pulisic hasn't been in. But, like, Mount and Pulisic don't play the same position. You know, ideally, you know, uh, you know your, your future Chelsea setup would be Pulisic out, uh, out on the left, uh, Abraham up front, Hudson Odoi on the right, um, you know, Mount in there at center mid with Kovacic, and maybe Jorginho, I guess I don't know who else is going to be there, but then Tamori and Zuma playing at center back, and Azpilicueta and Alonso are good, but they're getting older, and Kepa at, at center back. So, I mean, like, it's it's not like Pulisic and Mount are competing for the same spot or competing sure. for, this, like, the same time. They're not the same player. Like I said, it's William no. and Pedro there holding <clears throat> Pulisic out, so... No, it's um, Mason Mount's be fault. Mad at Mount, be mad at Mount if you want to, but Mount's not doing anything. <laughs> it's Mount's fault. Uh, there can only be one, so. and there will be a battle. Mount's not that good. He really I isn't. I don't think he's. I don't think he's that bad. But he's uh, not bad. But he's not great. But I think he is somebody that you want. You want him and Pulisic to start growing with the relationship, like. I think it. You know, for if you're Chelsea, like you probably need to like stymie whatever that that. Uh, narrative is early on because those guys need to learn to work together because they're going to be working together going forward you know uh mount playing in that you know underneath role of those guys um you know feeding Pulisic feeding Abraham feeling feeding Hudson Odoi um you don't want any sort of resentment there because all of a sudden Pulisic stops getting any uh service so there can only be one I think he I I do think that mount was deliberately not giving Pulisic service in some of the games that I was watching. That's full on conspiracy. On together. That's just yeah. That's <laughs> like, full on conspiracy. I'll say if we're, if we're, <laughs> we're just leaning into conspiracies here. <laughs> I do think that he was not giving him service. I think he was resisting <laughs> service to him. Hey, hey listen. I, I said it. I ranted once already about Pulisic, but I'm just ready to get on it again. A Jimmy, I he pronounces it. it the American way. It's not Pulisic. That's the Croatian it's way. It's Pulisic. <laughs> I don't care. It's Pulisic. I don't care. I'm gonna say that. I'm gonna say Aston Villa. Villa, baby. As long as I can. Um, I'm gonna continue to pronounce stuff wrong. And B Pulisic played so. He's been playing so good. He really has been. It's a perfect hack trick, by and the way. his substitute, his substitute rolls, like, he's just moving forward. He reminds me of Sonny, the way that he brings the ball forward. And that's... Direct runs. Um, direct well, runs. He's, direct he's, runs. He's good in small doses, right? You leave him out there too long, he's going to fuck something up. Maybe. Sonny. I love you, Sonny. I Shout out, Sonny. Pulisic makes me cringe on occasion in Premier League. Just like, oh, I think he, I think he's geez. getting used to the speed. Like, I think he'll be fine. Yeah. So Southampton gets <clears throat> Man City at Etihad. <laughs> Second time. What's the over-under on Man City goals in that game? Six. Mm. I'll say four. Yeah, you're right. That's a good over-under. You should be a bookie, Jim. <laughs> Watford, Chelsea, as we mentioned. And then who thought? I mean, we called Leicester, to be fair. We said Leicester would be... 
ballpark top four, but Palace and Leicester at Selhurst Park, where Jimmy has been uh, on you Sunday. One of our teams is getting top four. Oh, I wouldn't be so guaranteed about that, my friend. I said it was Tottenham when uh, when when uh, Helder asked us a couple weeks ago. I still believe that. I still think it's going to be Tottenham. I think Tottenham's going to go on a run at some point for sure. And I think <clears throat> Manchester United. I think you guys are very good. We're still for you. You're missing, I believe, four points for missed penalties. I, I, and if you look at the table, we're nine. What are we? Ten games in. Yeah, the points yep. are just so close yeah. that oh, people oh, are not acknowledging that that, that we fourth from, is just eight points away from eleventh. And yep. when you're in fourth, you lose games. Like you're not Liverpool, you're not Man City. Like you're gonna lose games as third and fourth. Yeah, to, we went we went from fourteenth <clears throat> to seventh just with a win this past One weekend. Win. Yeah, stupid. Tottenham is rotten people though. Stupid. Tottenham is rotten. And there needs to be some changes, and, and that could be bad. could be bad. It's been a tough watch this season, I can't lie, as a Tottenham supporter. He's going he's gonna to have to play. I think he's going to play some of the younger players, and that could be bad. I mean, so. I've been hearing these rumors as well. I, I liked uh, Sanchez and Alderweireld well. together Yeah. In, again, in the Liverpool game and not seeing Jan, which is a change of – Tone for me because I'm always Jan, not Aldeverald, and you were arguing Aldeverald, and him and Sanchez were great together against Liverpool. They both lost a step, the Belgians. Yeah, it's it's evident. They're old. Yeah, I love them. Anyway, but they're old. On that point, Tottenham needs to go and get a result at Everton. Period. Everton has not been strong this year. They need to go in there. They need to show their quality. They need to get a result. That's the last uh, match of the weekend. We'll have to see. I think we might be coming up on rant time, boys. About 50. Yeah. yeah. I think ready, ready for it. Go ahead. I got one. And I think we've all commented uh, on it via text, but uh, Wayne Rooney and Ibra are on the way out, which is interesting for MLS. But I really wanted to focus primarily on the uh, Wayne Rooney comments about American players not getting paid enough to play professional soccer. And the athletic article that was just Wayne Rooney being candid, as far as I could tell. I don't have the athletic. I would I would hope Jimmy forwards me that article via screenshot. Oh, yes. Uh, I keep going to do it. <laughs> Thank you. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's an interesting time for MLS with Rooney and Ibrahimovic out. I'm very curious to see how intrigued I am by the league with those two out. How intrigued are um, you already? Exactly. Uh-huh. On a scale from one to ten, know. both of you go right now. Sorry to break up your rant. One to ten. Four. four. Jimmy. Excited for, for I'm sorry, for MLS interested, in general? Your interest in MLS overall. Uh, overall, I'd say a two, but right now it's probably close to a five. Like, I'll probably go turn on the game after the um, – uh, after we're done here, so this is a game. Oh. Yeah, uh, LAFC is playing Seattle right now in the um, in the conference finals. So ESPN Plus the, the West. 
Uh, yeah. I think just ESPN. Mm-hmm. But yeah. yeah. Of course. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, for me, like, I mean, big interest was Jeremy. Rooney and Zlatan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love both those guys. But I, I think the the bigger to, to kind of piggyback off of Michael's, you know, player discussions there, um, you know, there's – you know, a couple new teams coming in the league the next couple of years. They just announced Sacramento's coming in, but Austin FC is going to start here soon. Nashville is going to start soon. And whenever Beckham's uh, trash fire of a project gets off the ground in Miami. <laughs> um, it's casual shade. Casual you guys are top five shade. list in the Jimmy Alone episode, which I will say was so impressive that you were able to – Entertainingly the, filled. Yeah, well done, Jim. Fifty-five minutes by yourself. Here's my here's my treatment. Here's my outline. It was my from favorite episode. I think it was honestly my the favorite episode that's ever been. I have to listen to it. Level. I have it in my queue. All right. It was. All right, yeah. It was so good. Lord I appreciated knows, that. Lord knows I can ramble on, but no, like so the the league no, itself. It's not ramble. <laughs> Intentional the ramble. Itself, ML- and anytime you ever say you ramble, shut up, man. Shut your mouth. Jim. Yeah, shut your shut your shut your Okay, mouth. you can talk now. Sorry. <laughs> MLS is financially insolvent. Like they can't pay their players <laughs> any more than what they're paying them. The the only <laughs> the only way the only way that they're making money is off of fucking franchise fees for the, all these new clubs. <laughs> yes. Sustainable, um, baby. It's not. It's a Ponzi scheme. It's it's going it's going to crash and burn. It's going to happen. Like I laughed out loud. There's like uh, some older guy on Twitter that um, read like a headline like MLS is stronger than it's ever been. He's like, I think I read this uh, headline in 1980 about uh, NASL. Um, <laughs> that's like like when Pele and all them played over here. Uh, it's it's going to go back to I me. Mean, it was only we're only like 15 years removed from having like. 10 teams left in the league you know it was that close to collapsing before um i think that it's definitely more popular to a sense but people still aren't watching uh, the tv it, deals suck um the time I think slots the, suck. Uh, the american consciousness in soccer is growing and it just so happens that mls is involved in that right hmm well, they and have, they're benefiting from that more than they are from being a competent league. Well, the USSF is going to, like, prop up the MLS as far as they can. Um, uh, they, do it with the, they do it with the NWSL, the, you know, the women's league as well. That's um, the big uh, uh, response to the lawsuit this week. Yeah. USWNT. Fuck that. Just pay them. They're, yeah. they're better than the men's team. Just fucking pay them. Yeah, but um, women... Let's... Women... People don't watch women's sports. Like, I'm sorry. I, wa- I watch the World you, Cup. You can call me misogynistic, but it's just, I don't watch women's sports. I'm sorry. I don't. No. World Cup. I, don't, I, didn't watch the, I didn't watch the NWSL, but I watched, I watched almost every game of the Women's World Cup. So the, the point is, you know, MLS, MLS is going... Work ever hears that, what I just said. MLS is, go, MLS is, going, to, is going to fail in their current model. Um, you know the, the everyone talks about like all oh, the attendance is great, but the attendance isn't great. It's the big clubs, you know, like Atlanta United or Seattle, like the teams that are in it right now, um, that are propping up the some of those numbers and attendance. But like we, uh, Tyndall was there. We went to a Chicago game I think last year, and the attendance fucking sucked. Yeah. And granted, it was a little cold, but 
It was, it was fucking freezing. You know, it was cold. It was but, you know, like, the um, the stadium, like, sucked. I mean, yeah. And then I know they're moving to Soldier Field next year. I'm sure that's going to look like a fucking echo chamber of emptiness, <laughs> um, having yeah. 10,000 people into a 60,000-seat stadium. I hope they close the lower uh, the upper bowl at least. Yeah, so the five people who are shouting can echo off the tarps uh. in the upper bowl. Um, yeah, I don't the know. The American climate for the season is bad for... But not, start them at, like, well, it has to, 5 p.m. or something. It has to be. It has to... Well, yeah, dome they, it. They, they, well, they can't, get, they can't get a TV deal good enough because they can't get people to watch. And, like, that's the biggest part of their problem. And, they're, and then they're like, well, we don't want it to be retirement league. Well, the only reason I turned the fucking game on is because Lawton's playing. I don't give a shit that he's 38 years old. I'm still watching him. Like, I you don't give a fuck about the, uh, You watched El Trafico. Yeah. Oh, gosh. That that, and you liked be, it. that that match was very entertaining. Like, and, and granted, there was, like, some precedent for that because the El Trafico matches have been yeah. incredibly entertaining. From, from day one that Zlatan walked on the field the first year of El Trafico and he comes on as a sub and hits a volley from oh 40 yards and, like, and then follows it up with a header, you know, like... It's, yeah. There was a precedent for that. So, like, Ibra was a lot of fun in MLS. Hell yeah. Yes. He is a lot He's of a lot of fun, fun anywhere he goes. Shout out Zlatan. But he was like the league this year. Yeah, I think what will be good is what will happen is they'll go under, they'll get down to 10 teams. The crowdfunded or community-funded teams will survive because they're sustainable. And Grand Rapids FC will get in, Orlando FC will stay, Nashville FC, all these. Did you say Grand Rapids FC? Grand Rapids FC, baby, let's go. We're going to get into whatever becomes something better named than MLS. And there's going to be promotion relegation, Michael. That's what's going to be good about once it fails, they're going to go to it. Yeah, but. You see. But it's. You're. You just don't know, though. The the New York and L.A. markets will stay. Oh, I I know. I'm saying the 10 teams, plus they need to fill it out, right? Fill it out with small teams. MLS has more than 10 teams interested. You think they would all survive? Yeah, but they don't don't have, have, you know, 30 teams interested, which is what they're almost up to. USL. It all lives in the USL. Even those clubs aren't that interested. Nobody's. Well, the problem is the U- the problem with USL <laughs> is that they are in bed with MLS. Slots. Oh, and, and MLS is in bed, bed with USSF, and as long as there's that hierarchy, there's never going to be a pro rel. Um, and financially, it doesn't make sense for there to be a pro rel right now because your highest leagues are, like I said, financially insolvent. Um, and if if that if that <laughs> they fucking, are a Ponzi scheme. And if that league if that league can't support uh, you know a setup financially, how do you expect there to be a pro rail system that can support itself financially? So, um, in the current construct, it doesn't make sense for pro rail. Um, just yeah. until the only reason that league makes money is because of, the, of these ex- insane expansion fees. Insane. Yep. Brad, do you have a rant? We're almost at I don't for this week. Uh, other than a quick plea to stick with Poach, that's all I really have to say. Um, so every week's rant. Yeah. Every, every, every it week. is, though, especially now. All I'm saying is whatever changes he makes, like, he got us to a different place. Um, not to the title, Coach but to a, to a different place over the last five years. Trust him to to lead us at least, you know, Back to respect at least this season and, and with us going forward. Don't run him out of town. 
That's all. He's, I, I want everyone listening to know that Tyndall's got a tramp stamp that says poke four, like the number four, and Eva. <laughs> and now he has a little Emily above his right breast. I do. <laughs> I do. Or left. No, it would be his left. left. Yeah, left. For right, his yeah. heart. Shout, shout out Emily. Yeah. All right. I'm going to try to evoke a little Slim Shady up into this piece. See how I do. Uh, 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 uh,